We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday, February 1st. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Underdog and FanDuel. I'm Dr. A. That's Rick Kama. This very podcast is nominated for a SFSWA award. Uh, we couldn't be more happy about that. And we got a lot to get to today. So we're going to dive right in. We're going to talk a little Joel Embiid, maybe a little uh, Kuminga season when we return. And we welcome you to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Rick Kamla and Steve Alexander. He's Dr. A. He's a Hall of Famer, FSWA style. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel. And Dr. A, uh, another awesome, thrilling job with the cold open right there. Um, I want to uh, start the show here uh, talking about a trade that I pulled off last night in the Cam Dynasty. And I want your grade on this. And I want everybody, because the people are already filing in here, uh, we got Daniel, we got Paul, we got we got many others, um, and we'll be taking your uh, questions later on here in the podcast. Uh, but I was able to get myself into some Jamal Murray in the Cam Dynasty. For those uh, that are wondering, uh, fourteen team league, we start eight, we roster fifteen, we got a six IR, uh, six man IR, and we go PGSG, SFPF, and C with three flexes. And uh, and you know it's the second year of the Cam Dynasty here. Uh, fell short of the chip. Our buddy Ken Kreitz got it last year, and I'm coming for his money. So I'm trying to load up here, and I uh, I acquired Jamal Murray from Ani Sridhar, who is – I don't know if he's on air at Fantasy Sports Radio, but I know he's one of their top producers over there and a great guy. And uh, and so I got Jamal Murray, um, gave him Jaime Jaquez, gave him Tari Eason, and gave him my 2024 uh, first-round pick, Doc. So, uh, you know, Jaquez is my boy, and this is a dynasty league. So it hurt uh, to give up Jaquez here. Uh, I'm a big Eason guy as well, but I mean, this injury is kind of just taking on a life of its own. And then, you know, a pretty valuable first round pick. Uh, I'm not sure about next year's draft, but obviously a first round pick in any dynasty league is a pretty valuable asset here. So uh, great. Who do you, who do you think won this, uh, this dynasty trade? You got Jamal Murray. I mean, hello. That's, that, that's not nothing. And you beat me 8-0 last week. Uh, I wasn't my, even going to bring that up. I was My Cam Dynasty team is is hurt, bro. Like, we are not good. 
but yours is very good. Now you got Jamal Murray. I mean, what what's going to stop you from from rolling this thing this year? I don't I don't know. You need more matchups against Doctor A because I got destroyed <laughs> last week. <clears throat> Can I tell you? Um, flipping, <laughs> I, I I'm very happy about this. You're co-signing the deal. I mean, I liked it. I was walking on the beach yesterday, Steve, and uh, got back to my car. By the way. Bitter cold walk on the bit. It's okay. It was sunshine and we had the sunset. We had the whole thing. And so go back to my car and uh, and I, I'm texting back and forth with Nani. And he goes, oh, by the way, I'll accept the trade. I offered him a trade and like removed it off the site. He goes, oh, by the way, that trade you offered me, I want to take it. I was like, oh, okay, let's do this. What were you going to say? <laughs> Dude, so I'm helping this, this kid on this ESPN charity thing, uh, helping him run his team. And we were down a hundo going into last night. Listen to the starting five I rolled out there, bro. It's it's an eight-man league. I had Victor Wimbanyama. I had James Harden. I had Kawhi Leonard. I had Damian Lillard. I had, like, D'Angelo Russell. We scored 300 points with five players, and now <laughs> we're up by a hundo. It, it, it's like all-star squad. We got Kuminga. We got Joel Embiid floating around on the bench on the IR. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but, uh, dude – Eight team leagues just for kicks is pretty fun. It's superstar season, as they say. But good trade, man. I think getting Jamal Murray's underrated. He's playoff Jamal. He's, you know, when he plays and when he's healthy, he balls out every time. Good trade. Um, all right, cool. Uh, you know, last night he had SGA on him. Tough defensive uh game down there at Oklahoma City. Uh, his first night on the job here with the Cam Dynasty, but uh, but uh, looking good right there. Okay. Uh, Doc, let's get into, uh, tell you what, uh, you've been mentioning Embiid here, so let, let's get into this. Uh, we'll circle back and, and um, I'm worried I, I do want to I, I talk about the Knicks here, but uh, okay, just just take us down the road here uh, on your concern level for Joel Embiid, who had the left knee issue, missed a couple of games. Uh, to, I mean, obviously, ducking Jokic again, uh, very, very, very bad look for Joel Embiid, but uh, take me into your thoughts on Embiid, man. Well, Jokic, yeah. Uh, you know, you read about an injury, right? And you're like, okay, Joe LMB hurt his left knee, whatever. Uh, but then you see a guy, you see the replay, and you see him rolling around on the ground, and you see him holding his knee, and you see him get up and like gingerly barely put any weight on it and like limp off the court. It has a different, it has a different feel when you see it. I did not like what I saw. Uh so I Here's to hoping Joel Embiid is okay, first of all. Like, I, I hope he takes, like, 10 days off and then comes back and he's fine. I hope it's just like a sprain. I, I didn't like the way it looked. Um, the optics of it were not good. And if he's going to miss time, is it Paul Reed's season? I don't know because Paul Reed has let us down 80% of the time. He's had two good games and 15 bad ones when Embiid's out. So I don't... Trust that dude any further than I can throw him. Um, to me, Doc, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in these Paul Reed games where we have streamed him in these Embiid DMPs and Paul Reed has let the fantasy world down, his minutes have been low. That's my experience with this. Uh, you know, you, you start him, oh, my God, I mean, Embiid's out. I mean, Paul Reed's going to play 30 minutes, right? He plays 17 minutes or he plays 22 minutes. Um, these last two uh, games – without Joel Embiid. And let's forget the Golden State game. Uh, I think Paul played 10 minutes in that game. Obviously, Embiid played. 
But let's go back to the Denver game. Against Jokic in Denver, 30 and 15, two steals, two threes. Hello. Uh, and then the Portland game on Monday, solid overall line, 11 and six with three assists, two blocks, one steal, one three. And the minutes were there so they could stay on the court and do all of this stuff. I don't understand Embiid out and Paul Reed not playing at least like 28 minutes. And I think that with these two games, I mean, look, we'll get to Kaminga in a minute. What Kaminga has done over the last two weeks has forced Steve Kerr, not a Kaminga guy, to grudgingly become a Kaminga guy. And again, we'll get more into that in a second. And I think these two games by Paul Reed have been a, uh, to Nick Nurse, like, play me, dude. I'm good. I'm impacting the rim. I'm impacting the three line. I'm grabbing boards here. So I do think it's Paul Reed's season. I actually went uh, on Cam Dynasty waivers this morning as I'm kind of working on this. And nope, he's already picked up. So uh, I was a little late on that one. But guys, if Paul Reed is available in your league, and this is obviously one of the top leagues in the world um, with vicious owners, okay, in your league, Paul Reed might still be on waivers. I think he's a great pickup right now, Doc. I think he's a good pickup, but let's not forget Nick Nurse is the guy that uh, sat, literally uh, put like, you know how, uh, did you have a did you have a big brother? What's your brother's name, Chris? Well, my, my brother is uh, less than two years younger than me, so I kicked his ass uh, the whole way until he got to be about 15 and 6'5", and then he started kicking my ass. So that's did how he that ever went. like cover your head with a blanket and like wrap it around your neck and then sit on you? Yeah, no, no, we never, we, we never, uh, we never try to choke each other out like that. Uh, Draymond <laughs> well, style, that's so. what Nick Nurse did to Chris Boucher from the time he was 23 yes. <laughs> to 30. Not a big fan. Sat on Chris Boucher for like seven years until he turned 30 and his career was over. Um, I don't trust Nick Nurse to play Paul Reed enough minutes. Like I said, two good games, 10 bad ones. We We've highlighted the two good ones here. But I am with you. Like, like if your waiver wire is kind of bare, um, like my 16-year-old comes home from school and he looks in the cabinet for food and he's like, dude, there's no food here. There's only beer. I'm like, well, get a job and go find some food. If that's all you got on your waiver wire is Paul Reed, um, go pick him up because, I, I mean, he's going to play. I think Embiid's out for a couple weeks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get a bag of Doritos for the kid. Come on, get a bag of Lay's. A bag of chili cheese Fritos, something. He's a kid. He wants junk food. I love junk food. My wife gets on to me all the time. There he goes. More junk food. Get a Sorry, job. It's tasty. It's quick. It's easy. Get a job, bro. <laughs> all right. Um, it is Rick Kamala. It is Steve Alexander, the OGs on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Um, all right. So with him being here, Doc. Um, he's the obvious MVP of this league right now. Okay, 35, 11, and 6. I don't think that's ever been done. Two blocks, one steal, great percentages. Um, all of these 50s, and he had a 70 and and, all, and and a really good record, although it's dipping now. They've lost four in a row. Um, and so he's the MVP, but he's not going to win the MVP because of the 65-game rule. And I want uh, uh, to talk with you about that in a minute. Let's look at the MVP board right now, Doc in uh on DraftKings, okay and obviously all, all of these boards are very very similar in all the different sports books okay the sports books are telling all of us bye-bye joel you are not the mvp you are not going to win the mvp and we are not going to pay out tickets on you winning mvp okay he's at a plus two thousand he is fifth on the list right now Jokic is first minus 130 sga distantly back here at a plus 300 then Luka Doncic at a plus 550, Giannis at a plus 700, Embiid at a plus 2,000, Tatum at a plus 4,000. Then you've got a cluster of players at plus 10,000. And Vegas is basically, oh, uh, we don't know, okay? It's uh, De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. That's what, seven guys? Seven guys at the 10,000 range right here. So you go first, Doc. Knowing what we know that Embiid's going to fall short of 65 games, and even if he should be, he won't be, okay? So who's your MVP right now? And and which of these bets do you like the best? I mean, it's boring, and it's pasty white, and it's just whatever, but Nikola Jokic gets no respect from anyone. Oh, he's boring. Oh, he's slow. Oh, he's not doing it this year like he did it last year. He does it every year, dude. He just goes out and balls. And he just goes out and puts people away 
Denver wins. Denver's good. Uh, I mean, until you take the, the MVP award for uh, away from Jokic, I think you should have won it the last five years. Like, they're, they're the best team. He's the best player. I don't care if he's on TV late at night. I don't care if nobody, like, ever gets to watch him play. He's the man. And, and, and he's also just kind of a badass, you know? Like, he's old school. He doesn't care. Hey, give me my trophy. Give me my ring. Let me go home and ride my horse. Uh, let me go home and take care of my babies. Leave me alone. Uh, I don't need to be Travis Kelsey and be on TV every five seconds for the next five years. I I, I mean, Jokic is the man, dude. Uh, SGA could get there. I just had a moment. Like, I just had a moment with the Kelsey thing. I just had a moment. Go on. I just, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not mad at Taylor Swift, dude. I'm, I'm not mad at Taylor. I, I, I'm sick of Travis Kelsey. That's all I got to say. Anyway, Jokic, Jokic, uh, I'll take Jokic all day. Oh, my God, you're hilarious, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, from FICO to uh, to Pfizer, it's just, oh, my God. I, <laughs> I, I thought Ben Affleck was overexposed about 10, 15 years ago. My God, th- this has completely trumped that. Um, it is Rick Hamla. It is Steve Alexander, Hall of Famer, Dr. A. We are the OGs. We are the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Um, I mean, I hear you on all the Jokic stuff. It's very chalky. It's very boring. Uh, it's very... If I was if I was going to take the the odds, looking at the odds, I'd go Jason Tatum just because Boston's good, mm-hmm. and Tatum's plus four thousand. Like if I if I'm going to put you know a hundred bucks to try to win a bunch of cash, I'm going to put it on Tatum. Um, a lot of people. I mean, he's uh, uh, last time I had this conversation with Antonio Daniels on Give and Go on NBA Radio. He's very very passionate about Jason Tatum. And my problem with Jay, and I, I love your thinking with that. I, com- I definitely do not disagree. Tatum does not have an MVP stat line. Uh, he doesn't. Like, like 27, 8, and 4. You know, it's a very, very good stat line. But there's so much sacrifice going on with Holiday there, with Porzingis there, that it's dropped Tatum down from 30 to 27. Um, And, and so I agree with everything you're saying. I just, I he, and, and be, because I perceive him not having an MVP stat line doesn't mean the voters We'll look at him as such, okay? And if they finish five, six games ahead of the rest of the pack in the East, and if they win 60 games, I mean, yeah, he's right there, okay? But I'm a, I'm an SGA guy, Doc, and I don't I don't have posters on my wall. Um, I'm just – I'm an SGA guy for MVPs at a plus 300 here, so we're still getting nice value. And if – I mean, I don't really know – to me, he should be tighter odds with Jokic than this. And, and this, to me, speaks to he's on Oklahoma City and he's not an it guy yet uh, among hardcore hoop heads he is, but maybe not on the fringe with the casuals. Um, but I, I think plus 300 is fantastic. He is arguably the best two-way player in the entire NBA. All right? And we used to talk about Kawhi this way and Jimmy Butler this way. SJ is in that mix. He leads the NBA in total steals, leads the NBA in total points. OKC is right there for the best record in the West. He's going like 31, 5 and 5, two plus steals, terrific percentages. The I mean, it's like LeBron at the free throw line. The only thing that SGA kind of isn't great at is three-point shooting, but he's still pretty good at it. And uh, and it's a hell of a story. Like they're taking the world by uh the world in the NBA by storm here. Um you know, you just beat Denver last night. You uh, barely lost to Minnesota the night before. Tied 2-2 with Minnesota in the, the regular season. So I'm an SGA guy. I think 300 is great value. And I legitimately think he can win this award. Because, Doc, 
You mentioned this. A lot of people, they are on television. They wear suits. They have big mouths. They have big opinions. They don't seem like big Jokic fans. You remember how they steered the narrative away from Jokic last year to Embiid? And uh, and I pivoted off of Embiid once he ducked Jokic in that late game at Denver. I said, I can't cast my vote for Embiid. So Jokic was my MVP last year, even though I did think that Embiid was the MVP, right, based on stats and accomplishments. Um, so SGA is my guy, Doc. And if I had to play a dark horse, I would play Jalen Brunson at a plus 10,000 because without Julius Randle, if Brunson keeps it at a 30 PPG level, they keep winning. He's in New York. We know how that is a magnet for all the media attention and love. So uh, so Brunson, I think, is a pretty good dark horse there at a plus 10,000. Any Dude, other comments just, we, on that or we want to move on here? We just moved through that entire conversation without mentioning the man that I watched drop 73 on the Hawks on Friday, Luca. Um, somebody, I was on uh, Panama City Beach uh, ESPN radio yesterday talking to the guys. And they asked me, they're like, why is there so much scoring in the NBA this year? And what what do you think is going to happen? I, I said, somebody is going to drop 80 or 90 points in a game this season. And they're like, well, who do you think it's going to be? I was like, either SGA or Luca. Like one of those two dudes is going to go for 80 and I'm here for it. Uh, you know, Dallas needs to win. They need to win games. They need they, they need uh, Kyrie Irving to play basketball um, if Luca's going to get the MVP race. Like he's got the third best odds, but they are not giving it to Luca on a mediocre team. Um, they're not, man. They're not. So it's the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Rick Hamla and Steve Alexander. Um, I want to ask you about the 65-game rule, Doc. Uh, me and Antonio Daniels on NBA Radio yesterday uh, spent the large portion of our three-hour show on this topic, mixing in some other talking points as well. But uh, the, the people loved it. Full phone lines the whole show, okay? So we, it was a town hall type of thing. Um, the new collective bargaining agreement came in in March of 2023. And they had a player participation policy, which the players agreed to and signed off on. And now they're all complaining about it, which is so confusing to me. But it's a 65-game minimum, all right? You have to play 20 minutes in each of those games for that game to count. Embiid is up against it. He can miss five more games and remain eligible for MVP. And he's got a new injury here, so that ain't going to happen. Halliburton is up against it. He can miss four more games and remain eligible for MVP. He's missed a bunch of games here with the hamstring injury, Doc. So uh, so just what do you think about this rule? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think it's unfair to the players? What do you think? You know, I didn't think much about it at the beginning of the season. Uh, I didn't think much about it at the beginning of the season, but it, it's huge. And is it the reason that Kawhi Leonard is now balling out and not missing games ever and trying as hard as he can? Is it, does that have anything to do with it? Or did the whole mindset of the NBA change? And these guys, I, I just feel like guys are more like, I want to play in every game as opposed to, I want to see how many games I can sit out and still get paid. Um, I think the rule, the rule is, has good intentions, but if a guy is truly hurt, he doesn't control whether he can play in a game or not. Now, a lot of these guys over the last five years have had control of whether they can play or not play, and they've chosen not to play. 
But if you have a legitimate injury, it just kind of sucks that um, this rule is going to hold you back. But I, I, I don't know that there's a way that the NBA can put injury police out there and be like, okay, this guy's injury is legitimate. Don't don't dock him. This guy's injury is fake, and he's just lazy. So let's let's punish him. I, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe the answer is sixty games. Maybe it's a different number. But the intention of the rule is good, and I think it's making the NBA better. Like I don't hear as many people, as many fantasy managers crying this year about their guys sitting out every night. Okay, you gave me a lot to chew on right there. First of all, on the quiet piece. Um, I don't think that Kawhi Leonard being available this year has anything to do with the 65-game rule, Doc. I don't. I think it's born of the vibe of that program with the Clippers right now. And, Doc, you had – you had, and Kawhi Leonard signed an extension, right? But he entered the season in a contract year. Paul George entered the season in a contract year. So is James Harden in a contract year. Russell Westbrook's in a contract year. They're all in contract years. Doc, you know this. Guys play better in contract years, okay? that's uh, That goes back decades. That's no, nothing new here. So I think that's the prevailing thing. And you also have – I've noticed just a shift in their mindset uh, from being entitled, lazy, uh, apathetic, to driven, motivated, dedicated to win the gold ball. There's just been a, a paradigm shift in that program about we got to win this year. And that has not – they've said it the last four years, but they have not done it. This year, they're saying it and doing it, okay? Um, you mentioned the legit injury part. Um, I hear you. We talked about this yesterday on NBA Radio, okay? The difference between a rest game and an, and an actual injury game, right? Here's the thing. The players have ruined this for themselves, okay? Because we had way too many rest games, and it became so blurry between a rest game and an injured game that the league office is like, um, we don't know. So it's a 65-game minimum. Work it out amongst yourselves. So that's on the players. And you mentioned that uh, over the last five years, too many rest games, you've got guys choosing not to play, right? That's why we're here. That's legit why we're here. Because the NBA is over it. I'm over it. You're over it. Fantasy managers are over it. Doc, I since you brought that up, I want to go down a little road with you. Um. <laughs> Obviously, you and I are uh, uh, George Washington and Christopher Columbus of fantasy basketball, okay? <laughs> However you want to put that, all right? Um, and uh, and so I became so disenfranchised in fantasy basketball last year that I bowed out of League Freak, the league that I started, the league that I left and came back to and left and came back to, and it's been a weird odyssey of a relationship, and I'm back out. A, it's really expensive now. And uh, and and I just, uh, the DMPs and the machinations and I'm all blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, no. And so that bled over to doing less Yahoo public leagues. And and, and this year I've been really, really uh, choosy with my leagues. I'm in a keeper league. I'm in a keeper league. I'm in a dynasty league. And I'm in a like massively huge league that really forces your brain. And I'm, I'm absolutely cooking this league, Doc. I'm 14 and 0. I've got 25,000 more points than the next best guy. It's fun. I'm going Jordan Bulls on this league. It's a 16-team league, okay? 16-team league. I am cooking this league. So I've been very, very selective. I used to be in 10, 12, 13 fantasy basketball leagues. I'm not anymore. Why? Load management. 
So, so just to your point, Doc, I've actually I'm playing less fantasy basketball now than I used to because of load management. So I love the 65 game rule. Dude, I'm in four leagues. I used to be in 15. And and when I got invited to League Freak, uh, honestly, that was 2005, maybe 2004. I I felt like I had made it. And Chris Seitz, man, Eric Seitz, that's my boy right there. Uh, I miss League Freak. I love League Freak. I'm not paying $500 playing League Freak. It's uh, it's 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 unbelievable. Like if it was 75 or 100, I'd still be in the league. But it's like it's it's several hundred dollars. I mean, I I don't know. I don't, speaking of dollars, <laughs> too Rich, much for me, man. Speaking of dollars, tackle millions in prizes all playoffs long and FanDuel fantasy contests. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now new customers get a hundred percent discount, a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup, watch your team move up the leaderboard. Plus on FanDuel, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single game contests, season long best ball contests, and even beginner only contests, which are great for learning the ropes. When you win, you get paid instantly. So kick off your FanDuel career with a 100% deposit match up to $100. Go to FanDuel.com to start playing for huge cash prizes today. I mean, this guy, let's, you need a, you need a, a voiceover agent, Doc. You need a voiceover agent, man, with what we're doing here. Let's get him on. Uh, I, I can hear, I can hear uh, Dr. Ray right here. Annabelle. You know. The nun. Uh, we, we can... Up next, we've got more Travis Kelsey coming your way. We're even going to bring in his brother, and he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> that was dope, by the way. In Buffalo in the freezing cold, shirtless, hanging out with fans. That was pretty cool. I, I dug that, man. Um, quick, Just quick, do you think Travis Kelsey's going to retire after the Super Bowl? I'm just curious to get your thoughts on that. A lot of people are talking about it. You think Kelsey's going to dip out? No. Okay, good, good, good. I thought you were gonna say I don't care. Um, but I do gonna... not care, and my answer is no. I made a trade for Kelsey in the the Cam Dynasty NFL version. I I, <laughs> I will be very very butthurt if he retires. Okay, let's um, talk some fantasy hoops for these people before they before they uh, storm the Bastille. I wasn't I wasn't going down. You know, I just that's all that's all I had. All right, so let's talk about Julius Randle uh, with the dislocated shoulder. Let's talk about my guy, my homie OG Ananobi. Is out now with a right elbow thing. And uh, the other night I saw him uh, miss the Charlotte game. And I'm like, is this rest? It's a back-to-back. Is this rest? Oh, shoot. It's Tibbs. It's not rest. It's not rest. He's hurt. Missed the last two games here. So, uh, Doc, let's start with Dante DiVincenzo. And uh, I remember having a conversation with Jerry Stackhouse at NBA TV about this. And uh, this remember when uh, uh, Dante was uh, the MOP of the, the Final Four. And I'm like, Talking with Stack, I'm like, I really like Dante DiVincenzo, man. He's like, eh, eh, I need to see more. I'm like, really? Yeah, really? He's like, yeah, 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 I need to see more. I mean, Stack was a great player in his day. So, uh, but I, every time I think of Dante, watch him, I think of that conversation with Stack. And if I saw Stack right now, I'd be like, feel a little better about Dante. Um, but in the last two games, Doc, he's gone uh, against Charlotte, 28, 6, and 5, 5 threes against Utah. This line against Utah. 33 with nine threes, Let's five boards, go. four assists, four steals, and one block, man. Um, so well, how you feeling about Dante DiVincenzo right now, dude? 
Dude, I got offered, Yuri offered me Zach Levine for Dante after after he blew up. You remember he blew up like a month ago? He had that huge, huge game. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to hang on to Dante, man. Dante, Dante's my boy. And then he really didn't do anything for like the next two weeks. But he was he was doing enough. He's sort of like Grady. Uh, what's, what's our dude in uh, Phoenix? Up, oh, you're on. You're on. Hold mute. on. What, what, are you getting Grady Dick and Grayson Allen confused? Is that Grayson. what's happening here? Gray, Grayson. No, I'm just tired, dude. So, <laughs> Grayson, Grayson Dick and, uh, and and Grady Allen. I don't. What, what are we doing here? Well, Dante is like Grayson Allen light. Like he, he's doing the same things that Grayson Allen's doing. Um, but now, now that Julius Randle's done, he cooked. Dante's balling, dude. I'm so glad I didn't take that trade. Um, I, I I have a lot of shares of Dante DiVincenzo. I'm all in. I love it. And I also picked up Josh Hart everywhere. Not touching Precious. I don't. My Precious. I'm not touching Precious, uh, Achua. Okay. Um, so Josh Hart over the last two games. And, and, and Dr. A is right. He is among the most added. Uh, if you go to Rotowire, you go to other plat and look at their most added, you're going to see uh, Josh Hart's name right at the top of the list. Just had a 10, 10, and 10 with two and two in the, the defensive categories, triple-double. Eight, 12, and seven before that. The three game has kind of evaporated from him, which is weird, but he is a fantasy gold guy. He's going to block shots, get steals. He's going to hit some threes. He's not going to stay uh, ice cold from three for you know, the rest of the year. He's going to start hitting some threes, but it's it's you know the percentages are weird. Um, clearly pick him up. Great rebounding guard. I mean, you know, wing, I should say, you know, he's probably SGSF in your league. Um, but we've got 22 rebounds in the last two games, 17 assists in the last. These are crazy numbers, man. Definitely go out and get him. I am on Precious Achua, but uh, only in the, in case of emergency break glass scenario. Um, <laughs> what do we know about position scarcity in fantasy basketball? There's a million guards. There will always be a million guards. You at the top of your draft should try to take, obviously in the first round, you just take the most statty guy you possibly can. With a lean, I think, towards bigs, right? A Giannis and a B, guys like that. Because um, you're going to get threes later in the draft. But what you know is that small forwards and power forwards are hard to get. There aren't as many of them. And that has gone back years in fantasy basketball to get a 2010 guy, to get a you know, a guy that's going 25, five and five, like it's very tough. So if you're in a forward quandary, Precious Achua is for you. Charlotte, nine and five, one block, one, three. Utah the other night, 18 and five, two blocks. Okay. It's not great, but it's solid. And, and with uh, Randall out and with OG out, he has to play big minutes and with big minutes come goodies. Um, and, you know, the second that OG Ananobi comes back, send a Chua right back to waivers. But if you are forward deficient, I would uh, look into picking up um, um, Doc Rivers, uh, uh, like third or fourth favorite player, Precious Achua. Doc, let's get into Jonathan Kaminga. Let's, and, talk about, let's talk about Steven Airbrush real quick. He said, not trading Dante for Levine is so stupid. What even? He's like, this guy... Wearing this rotowire hat is an idiot. Um, you know what? I I I get it, man. When was the last time anyone saw Zach Levine play basketball? Like that dude's been on a milk carton since opening tip off. I don't want him on my basketball team. You kidding me? 
Okay, I like that you're, you're, you guys are popping off at each other here. I dig it. Here's the, pro- here, here's the problem with Zach Levine, okay? Let me ask you a question, Doc. If I told you that Zach Levine was going to come back in two weeks and play the rest of the year, would you do that trade for Dante? If you guaranteed me he was going to play the rest of the year, yes, I would. Yes, guaranteed you. I would. Okay, that's why Doc didn't do that trade, Stephen Airbrush. Um, check this out, okay? Uh the trade rumors are saying right now that the Bulls can't trade Zach Levine. The Lakers don't want to trade Austin Reeves. The Bulls want Austin Reeves. The Bulls don't want D'Angelo Russell. The Lakers want to trade them D'Angelo Russell. They're stuck. The word around the league is that Zach Levine's contract is poisonous. Nobody wants to trade for it, okay? The Bulls are stuck with Zach Levine. And so does Zach Levine stay hurt? past the deadline as a Chicago Bull. I'm very worried about whether he even comes back or not because they're better without him. They've proven that this year. That's the deal with Levine. Probably not going to be traded. He'll still be in this purgatory with the Bulls, and that's going to go all year. You don't want to trade for that right now. The trade is for Zach Levine when he's traded in the NBA. That's when you should pounce and try to buy low with the Zach Levine owner. And just, you know, throw a good trade at him. And, you know, th- that owner will not have seen Levine in his new team yet. And so capitalize on that little period of unknown right there. But I- I'm with Doc. I can't, I don't want shares of Zach Levine the rest of the year. I don't. I don't. Um, because we can't guarantee that he will play more with the Chicago Bulls. So, uh, yo, Steve Kerr. Yo, Steve Kerr. It is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel with Rick Hamla and Steve Alexander. You look so bad all these years for not playing Jonathan Kaminga, okay? <laughs> and it makes me think of what if you would have played James Wiseman? What if you would have played Moses Moody, okay? Because those guys were hot shot prospects too. Steve Kerr has ruined the careers of James Wiseman and Moses Moody. Absolutely crushed them, Okay. And, and he was trying to do that with Jonathan Kaminga. And then a five-game stretch where Jonathan Kaminga scored 128 points in 140 minutes. He's in the starting lineup. Oh, Steve Kerr. Way to be reactionary about this, bro. I'm watching the Saturday game against the Lakers, Doc. I see a step-back midi by Jonathan Kaminga against the King. I see a windmill jam against the Lakers, okay? Tuesday against Philadelphia. I see an exhilarating fast break reverse dunk woos style, okay? Several wild plays. Seven straight games now with 20-plus points, 50-plus percent shooting. He's gone 24, 28, 20, 25, 31, 22, 26. Consistency, 25 and 7 over that stretch, shooting 62% with 12 threes and 13 stops. Steve Kerr looks dumb and foolish for not unleashing Jonathan Kaminga before this. If he had done this before, Doc, they would not be under 500 like they are right now. They'd have more wins. This is a hideous job of coaching this year by Steve Kerr. How do you really feel about that, Rick? Uh, wow. That's a that's a, that's a Rick rant right there. I love it. Uh, it's Kuminga season, baby. In that little tiny eight-man league, I picked Kuminga up before I picked up CJ McCollum off the waiver wire. Like Kuminga is balling out. It's Kuminga season. Uh Kerr, Kerr is starting to look like 
grumpy old man get off my lawn, Steve Kerr. And he ain't that old. So it, it's um, very interesting. But as a Kuminga guy, as a as a guy who drafted him in a lot of leagues and has been sitting on him and begging for him to be set free, um, he, he welcome back. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Um, and you know what else has happened? Uh, Wiggins is back in the starting lineup, and Wiggins is a player again. Wiggins is no longer weird. He's been in the 20s. He looks bouncy. He looks uh, like the lateral movement is back. The the uh, It's almost like the Jets and his whole thing are back, right? He was looking so slow and methodical and unathletic and old, and he looks bouncy and lively again. Uh, so if Andrew Wiggins somehow is out there on waivers, uh, guys, go out there and pick him up. Um, Dude, I feel, like, I feel like he's available um, in a lot of leagues. So, yeah, I think Wiggins, if Wiggins is still sitting out there, you know, we've said all, all year that we've been doing this podcast that Wiggins is weird, doesn't feel right, he doesn't look right. But like Rick just said, that is no longer really the case. And I think um, that if he's he's available in, eh, he's 59% rostered. So he's... He's pretty much gone in most leagues. But if he's sitting out there in yours, go get him. I mean, 31% unrostered. I assume you were looking at a Yahoo uh, That's situation. That's ESPN. That? Oh, that That's was ESPN. ESPN? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I you know, I, I think uh, that, that creates some nice wiggle room for all of us out here. Go pick him up if he's out there. Doc, he's, plus, uh, he's plus five uh, over the last day. So, he, I mean, he got picked up in a bunch of leagues yesterday. It's a good point. Um, so it's the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Steve Alexander, Rick Kamla, he's uh, Dr. A. I'm the freak, and we're the OGs. Uh, so uh, let's talk Cam Whitmore here, Doc. Um, I can't remember. Are you a Cam Whitmore guy, Doc? Uh, I, I We talk so much and all these guys. Are, are you a Cam Whitmore guy? I want to say you are. Yeah, dude. You, uh, ever since you said is it Cam Whitmore season about three weeks ago, I, I, I checked him out. I was like, yeah, I like this kid. So short-term or long-term rental, based on what he's doing right now? Uh, I, I feel like he's long-term. I mean, if you look at that game log in January, it's it's double-digit scoring. It's some double-digit rebounding, some threes. I mean, he doesn't – he's not like a totally fantasy gold guy, but he's kind of balling. And, you know, I still – Tori Eason is on the other side of the milk carton that Zach Levine is on. I don't know when we're going to see him again. Uh, and I know you're going to be like, well, you know, Udoka loves him some Tari Eason. I'm like, yeah, but it feels like he sort of also loves Cam Whitmore. Ime does not love Cam Whitmore more than Tari Eason. I can tell you that because Cam Whitmore is not bringing defense to the wood. He's bringing offense to the wood. And I look at Cam as a short-term rental. Definitely pick him up if he's on waivers because we don't know how long Tari Eason is going to be out. And I'm assuming at some point Tari is going to come back. Now, when the when the Rockets were full with their starting five and with Ahmed Thompson, Tari Eason was still at 26, 27, 28 minutes a game, flirting with double-doubles, giving you massive defensive goodies, and maybe a three a game, okay? Really good stat lines, even off the bench. And so, and I believe that I just, coaches have a hierarchy and, and like what Kaminga is doing is so historic that it caused Steve Kerr to change the whole thing. 
Cam Webber's not that good right now. I, I don't believe that Ime Udoka's like, oh my God, this is a revelation. I have to now play him over Amen or Tari Eason. I think Cam Whitmore still slots in behind both of those guys. And but with the uh with the availability of minutes, somebody's got to play them. And look, I'm a Cam Whitmore guy. All right. Uh lo- loved him in the pre-draft process, watching the tape on him, um, looking at his halfback body. He's all rocked up and ready to go. And uh, and he's a badass. He's just got kind of a Cam Thomas type of vibe to him. Born score over the last two weeks, he's he's at 16 points, five rebounds, nothing else. <laughs> no assists, no blocks, no steals, 2.73s, and the percentages are eh. so um I, I think he's a short-term rental. Doc thinks he's a long-term rental. What do you guys think? Hit us up in the comment section. How about Aaron Neesmith of the Pacers, Doc? Long-term rental or short-term rental? Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contest. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog re- users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA. To claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Thank you, sir. Aaron Neesmith. Uh, he's balling out, man. Uh, I like it. I, I, I think he's a pickup in any, any league automatic. Roll him until the wheels fall off. Um, I, Scott I think, Foster. Yeah, I, I believe Scott Foster with some love. Uh, we'll just pop this up here. Two goats of fantasy hoops, baby. Uh, appreciate that. By the way, he has the best name in here. And and I won't say, you know, the F part of it, but he has the best name in here. The Bleep Scott Foster. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. It I know never that Chris, get, it never gets old. It doesn't. I know that Chris Paul completely agrees with you, Bleep Scott Foster. Aaron E. Smith is a long-term rental because of the, uh, uh, you know, the trade that they made. And you've got uh, the Bruce Brown going out, uh, Obi Toppin going out. Two forward spots, you know, guys that were playing, I don't know, Obi was playing about half the game. Uh, Brown was about 30 minutes off the top of my head. So it's a lot of minutes. And Rick Carlisle loves Aaron. I mean, absolutely loves Aaron Neesmith. Why? Because he's a defensive dog and he's always there taking charges, getting blocks, getting steals, uh, tip deflection, leading to a runout jam. He's a stud. I'm a big Aaron Neesmith guy. Over the last two weeks, he's gone 16, 7, and 3, one steal, 2.43s. 54% from the field and 67 from the line, which isn't good. But he's a long-term rental because of Carlisle's love for him. He's in the starting lineup right now. Their starting five is Turner, Siakam, Neesmith, um, Buddy, and Halliburton. I mean, this team is so deep, Doc, right? They can't even find room for Jarris Walker. Uh, you know, it, they you've got um, Nebhard or McConnell when Halliburton or Hurt are going to be out of the rotation or barely in the rotation. And those two guys are really good. Nebhard was like at an 18 and eight level, uh, over like the last four or five before Halliburton came back. So I got Aaron e. Smith as a long-term rental for you guys. Uh, and by the way, it, it's the Rotowire fantasy basketball podcast brought to you by underdog fantasy and FanDuel. Doc, do you want to go to the streets and talk to these people out here? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, Brian B says, who do I drop? He's listed his entire team. I mean, we, we don't need to talk about Halberton and Kobe and Tyler Hero and them. But uh, the name that sticks out to me on this list would be uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. I don't know that he's he's 
uh still a still a guy you need that uh must roster um there's also Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I, I think I'd rather have WCJ than Hartenstein. You? <clears throat> yeah, I got to remember this is a 10-team league, so waivers is going to be a little thicker here. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. has been playing well, man. Uh, your boy Goga uh, is gone and forgotten. Um, it was a minute. It was nice. It was. It was like a love affair, and, and, then, it, and then it vanished like a whimsical mistress back in your college days, looking for a one-night stand. Um, I would uh, I would definitely hang on to Emmanuel quickly. I definitely would hang on to Emmanuel quickly, oh, and uh, I, would, I would let go of Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, and then Brian too graphic Easter. for you, Doc? Was that too graphic for you? Same dude. I mean, you know you were doing it, too. Dude, that's so funny. Uh, who's worth more picking up? B-Ball Paul? Who's B-Ball Paul? Paul that- Reed. How do you not know? Come on! I'm just kidding. But that B-ball Paul is Paul Reed. Paul George. That's what they call him on the Sixers broadcast. My boy, Abdul-Nabi. That's my boy. I don't watch the Sixers, man. Uh, would you pick up B-ball Paul, Aaron Neesmith, or Andrew Wiggins right now? Ooh, that That's is a, a good question. Ooh. Wow, we're almost So he's going to he's gonna drop Hartenstein and pick one of those three guys up. That's what ah, we're doing. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I think I'm going Neesmith. That's tough, though. I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, this one's so tough. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Wiggins. I feel like there's more, a little bit more stability with Wiggins. Um, Kerr just said this is his starting five: Draymond, Kamingo, mm-hmm. Wiggins, Clay, and Curry. He just said like that we're committed to this group after all of these different lineups all year long. Um, these are the two best games the Warriors have looked to me in terms of the eye test. You lose the double overtime game to the Lakers, then you beat Philly the other night, and they look supercharged right now because of Wiggins and Kaminga coming downhill, fast breaks, dunking. And uh, I, 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 t- I, I stand on what I said about Neesmith being a long-term rental, but I, I just feel like, you know, Carlisle's got a little bit of an itchy trigger finger with the changing of the lineups. And I feel like there's maybe more of a chance of him sliding Neesmith to the bench than Kerr sliding Wiggins to the bench. It's very, very close. Um, Neesmith and Wiggins are going to put a very similar stat lines. I'll, I'll go Wiggins and he goes, uh, he goes Neesmith. So we didn't really help him out there. Should I get charity to break? Did Hartenstein do something? Did Hartenstein do something great? Am I on mute? Did, did Hartenstein do something crazy last night? Uh, the comments, people are like, oh man, don't drop Hartenstein. He's balling out. I, I haven't seen it. He, he's been hurt. Like he had he did have a good game. He finally uh spiked up last night. Let me t- let me take a look at his uh 14 and 12, two steals, one block. The minutes restriction was lifted. He's up to 29. Um okay. so, I took the nine uh, off. Um it's tough. I mean, it w- w- do we drop quickly? I can't drop quickly. Uh Wendell Carter Jr. All right, maybe you drop Wendell Carter Jr. and you keep Hartenstein. I I, I can work with that. I can work with that because Wendell Carter Jr. doesn't give you the uh, the stocks that uh, that Hartenstein does. Hartenstein can block his shot. Yeah, Hartenstein was balling, dude. He's had a great year. Um, he's been fun to roster and all that stuff. So uh, here we go. Let's talk about this dude because uh, Jonas and I talked about this on our podcast on Tuesday. Like, what got into Jalen Green, dude? He looks totally different. He, he looks awesome. Um, you know, it, they've had uh, Jabari Smith's been in and out, and uh, but I don't know, maybe um, 
Well, I, you know, I think, Doc, that actually I, I, I needed to think about it for a minute. Um, the, the fact that T- Tari Eason was taking minutes from Jalen Green, okay? Um, and I watched a ton of Rockets. Like, I'm a Tari Eason guy. Now that Tari's not playing, I don't have the, the, the zest to watch Rockets basketball like I did before. But uh, there were a lot of fourth quarters where Eason was with either the main group or the closing group and Jalen Green. You'd look at him over there on the bench. So I, I think it's I think Tari Eason's um, the, him being out is giving Ime one less option to go with. Okay, Jalen's not really scoring for me. I know he's not defending for me. So I got to put a defensive guy out here to at least help me on one end of the court. I think that's the key here with Jalen Green. If I were a Jalen Green manager, and, and, and when I hear Tari Eason's about to come back, that's when I start to go, uh-oh, and brace for it. Because Ime Odoka is a hold-you-accountable guy. He is not promising minutes to anybody. He is not. If you are balling and playing your ass off like your hair is on fire, you're on the court. And if you're not, you're not. And so I think that's why Jalen Green is spiking right now. Uh, Lester, which is funny because my wife and I have taken to calling each other Lester and Carolyn after the uh, main characters in the movie uh, American Beauty. Oh, you quit your job. I didn't quit. I didn't lose it. It's like, where'd my job? It's like, pass me the friggin' asparagus, yo. Uh, so, so. Carolyn is handling all of the financial responsibility in our household right now. I'm just hanging out, acting like an old retired guy, playing golf and doing podcasts. Uh, anyway, Lester wants to know, who's the drop of these guys? Jeremy Sohan, uh, Richards, Nick Nick Richards, right? Yeah. Uh, B-Ball Paul, who are you dropping of those three? Probably that's tough. Uh, not so hand. It's down to Richards or Reed. Um, is Mark is Mark Williams ever coming back? Well, what's going on? I, 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 about a week right. or so ago, I, I heard he's getting close, getting close. Um, I'm kind yeah. of uh, I, I would rather roll the dice on the rest of Reed this year than the rest of Richards this year. I'm putting I'm putting Richards back on waivers. Okay, I, I'm down with that. I like it. Um, See what else we got here. Let's see if there's it's like it's like more bang for the buck. Like if 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 Embiid comes back, then Reed's a waiver guy, okay. But if Embiid, if we find out, you know, torn meniscus, he's going to miss four to six weeks. I mean, hello, giddy up. So I would rather like gamble on the upside of Paul Reed because Nick Richards is kind of what is he eight like eight and eight with a block, like you know, pretty good numbers. I'd rather go for the for the home run than the double. So I'd rather have Paul Reed. Um, you know what, here, let, let's talk about this for a second, because, um, let's see here, where, where to go? Oh, so, so F. Scott Foster says, did Embiid's injury even look that bad? And then George said, Kuminga literally sat right on Embiid's knee. I don't think it's a season there. So, so there's a difference between like, popping your knee and twisting your knee and having somebody bang into your knee like two totally different things like if there's no ligament damage and he's just got like a bruise on his kneecap he'll be fine but i didn't like the way he was walking off the court i didn't i didn't like the way it looked so what's your prediction like how long do you think how many games you think uh is gonna miss i mean i i think uh george s is kind of nailing it here um 
Uh, he sat on his knee. Don't think it's a season ender, but at least two weeks, maybe. I mean, I I, I, I would co-sign that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know they were going to have an MRI. And uh, when we get off here, I'm going to start my prep for my NBA radio show today. And uh, maybe, you know, since we've been on the air, the MRI results are out with a Woj bomb. I don't know this. Maybe, you know, we're working here. Um, and so we're in sort of a, a vacuum um, outside of the breaking news uh, cycle. Uh I don't think he's gone for the year, Doc. I don't. But I do think he's going to have to miss some games here. And, and I do think that the left knee soreness that kept him out of the Saturday game at Denver against Jokic was a bunch of bull crap. I think it was fabricated. I'm not buying it at all. He was questionable for that game, ruled out 15 minutes before. Questionable all the way up to the Monday game, ruled out. When you're questionable all the way up to game time, you're not injured. You might have an issue, but you're not injured. Tyrese Maxey is injured. He's missed three straight games here, okay? Halliburton with the hamstring. That's injured. This is not injured. Joel Embiid, Ducks, Nikola Jokic in Denver. Has not played there since 2019, okay? It's bullcrap. It drives me crazy. It has caused me to lose respect for Joel Embiid, okay? I'm a, I'm, I'm old school. I'm cut from the cloth of Magic, Jordan, Bird, okay? No, this isn't how you roll, dude. When, when the best are against the best, the best rise. They don't go to the showers and put a damn uh, uh, puffy parka on and come out and play to the crowd. Like, I mean, it, it was gross to me. Stay in the damn back. Like, you've literally taken a crap on every single person in this arena, and now you want to come out and, oh, I want to hear it, I want to hear it. I, I'm just, I'm done with Embiid, dude. I'm done. All right, let's move on uh, to the next thing. Do you remember uh, when Michael Scott wrapped his foot, his burned foot on the George Foreman grill in a bubble wrap? I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Dude, come on. Uh, Embiid will not play on Thursday. He has been ruled out. He is not traveling with the team to Utah. He's instead staying in Philadelphia to receive early evaluation on his left knee. So the fact his left knee was already supposedly bothering him before this happened is is also a concern to me. Now, Nick Nurse said that it's unrelated. He said that what happened with Kaminga falling on his knee was different than whatever he was dealing with. What I think he's kind of saying, reading between the lines is that is, is he wasn't actually hurt. Uh, he ducked Jokic, and now this may have been an actual injury. There was a little bit of a hyperextension of Embiid's knee when Kaminga fell on him. Um, again, I, I think he's going to miss a series of games here. I think this is going to take him out of the MVP race with the 65 game rule, but I do think he'll come back this year. Uh, Daniel says, I got offered LaMelo ball for my Evan Mobley, 11 cats. Offensive rebounds count as a category worried about LaMelo's health, but what about shutdown concerns for either LaMelo ball or Evan Mobley? I'm in the playoff hunt. I, I'm more concerned about LaMelo being shut down than I am Evan Mobley, I think. Yeah, there's no shutdown with Evan Mobley. Cleveland's good. Uh, they're rolling. They're like fourth in the East right now. I mean, this is really, really difficult. Obviously, um, I've tried to get LaMelo Ball off of Doc's Cam Dynasty team. That has not worked, okay? Uh, every single time I get shut down. I try to get Luca off Matt Deutsch's team every single time I get shut down. I mean, I ball up my fist. I go hard, right? I go heavy. And he's like, it doesn't matter. You, you can just save your trade offers. I'm not trading him. Um, I'd much rather have LaMelo Ball's stat line than Evan Mobley's, okay? But uh, he's out right now. There's no I, – I, give me Evan Mobley, okay? I'm in the winning business, and, and I – 
He's back. He's still in a he's still in a minutes restriction, but that will soon be lifted. He'll ramp up the minutes and he'll be back to you know the 17 and 9 with close to two blocks, good percentages, and solid big man stuff. Okay. As opposed to the myth, uh, the riddle, the folklore that is uh Lamella Ball. I mean, tremendously talented, but the guy never plays. So uh get, get I'd get into some Evan Mobley there. George is reminding us that LaMelo and Charlotte has two games in the playoffs week 21, which is a big deal. If you guys are not looking at your uh, games played per week in the head-to-head playoffs, uh, you're doing something wrong. Find a schedule grid. Find out who has games uh, and who doesn't have games. And and that should really be a deciding factor in whether you're going to trade somebody or pick somebody up. I have a I have a hiccup to that. Um, I agree with everything you just said. If it's a weekly starting lineup league, right? If if you have to like uh, like thirty deep, if you have to set your lineup on Monday and then you can't change it the rest of the week, I think games played super matters at that point. But if you're in a daily league that allows seven transactions, eight transactions, six transactions, then um, I'm not as hung up on that because then you can all right. You got a guy with a two game week um, and then. I always like to keep a, a spot on those rosters that's like I can churn and burn, right? And so then you just always pick up a guy that night and put him in. And it might be a nickel and dime guy that's giving Caleb Martin last night, right? I picked him up in Cam Dynasty, seven, four, and three, something like that. I mean, it's it's a it's an ishy stat line, but when you add that Monday plus Tuesday plus Wednesday plus Thursday, you know, it ends up being like 60 points, 30 rebounds, 25 assists, you know, 11 threes. And so uh, you, you got to play that pickup game. You got to play the fill the hole game in a daily league. Um, and so that that's that's where I'm at with that. But the, I'm not as hung up on the games played in a daily league. It is it is very important though. Like if if you're going if you and I are playing head to head in the playoffs, and you've got Luca playing four games, and I've got Giannis playing two, you can pick up everybody you want. But if Luca plays four times. He's going to run all over your your squad because Giannis only plays twice. So, I mean, it, it's just something I think you have to think about. Uh, you should always be looking ahead. Rick, we're out of time. I got to go write my mailbag column that I was supposed to write last night. Um, I understand. I you know, things got in the way. Uh, or, you know, maybe maybe the, the the tavern got in the way last night. I started playing some golden tea, dude. I couldn't stop. <laughs> The life, the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Alexander, the Hall of Famer, man. All right. Hey, everybody out there, we love you guys, man. From David to George to Bleep Scott Foster to Aditya, man, we, we love you. Uh, no, we really appreciate you guys being here every week. We do. Um, From David to George to Bleep Scott Foster. That is awesome. Bleep Scott Foster. We don't even know his real name. It's just Bleep Scott Foster. Hey, and welcome to the barbershop, Bleep Scott Foster. Um, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel is out. For Dr. A, I'm Rick Campbell. We will see you next week and enjoy the goodies. See you on Tuesday.